the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and we're going to be here for another hour talking about cars, car repair issues, and DEF problems, diesel exhaust fluid problems. Let me explain the DEF to you real quick. Emissions control is uh, is a very big thing on all cars and trucks, and diesels emit soot. And so that black stuff and the cloud of black smoke when they throttle up hard at the traffic light, that's soot. We have a particulate filter in the exhaust, and we're going to screen that soot and keep it there. And then at at a certain times, the computer keeps track of the inlet pressure and the outlet pressure. So the inlet pressure, in an exaggerated way, goes to 50, and the outlet pressure is 5. That means the particulate filter is plugged. This is in simplistic form. So at that point, the computer then uses lighter fluid and it sprays a bunch of flammable lighter fluid into the particulate filter which then consumes this huge fire and all this heat consumes the carbon and sends it out as just powder and that's what happens DEF is diesel exhaust fluid and it's nothing more than lighter fluid like for your charcoal now you can't use lighter fluid in your in your truck in your diesel truck but that's basically what it's all about 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and we have a caller. Who might that be, Gil? Hey, good morning to Gene. Gene, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, I've got a 2019 uh, Duramax diesel, uh, 96,000 miles on it. I was at the Costco the other day putting some fuel in it. Another guy came up with another diesel, much older. It's got 250,000 miles on it, and he was adding some fuel additive into the tank and i asked him what he was putting in it and he said he uses lucas uh uh, fuel additive and he also does it with his oil and i guess i would just want to get your opinion on that uh is it just snake oil or is it something that actually helps prolong or extend the life of the engine okay (laughs) um luke we actually use lucas oil for specific symptoms so if we've got a lifter clatter and we might try some Lucas oil, if we've got a leaker, we might try some Lucas oil. But um, any time that you add something to your crankcase that, that that's not specified for your vehicle, you, you throw the oil out of specification. And when you throw the oil out of specification, you're going to have wear where you shouldn't be. Now, sometimes the wear can be a thousandth of an inch over time. And, and the critical tolerances is two or three thousandths of an inch on your on most engines of the parts that rub together the rod bearings and the piston rings and the crankshaft bearings and the timing chain and the cam bearings all that stuff 
Um, a lot of people use that because their dad did. <laughs> a lot of people blame, you know, high mileage diesels on, hey, I use this kind of oil or this kind of oil additive. But What about not, the fuel additive? Well, I'm not a fa- in favor of any of that. It gives okay. you this idea that your car is going to love you and last you longer, and that's just pure, pure bull. That's that's okay. not true, never has been true. So I, I'm just of the opinion that buy gas from a station that's pretty busy, fuel from the station that's pretty busy, use the oil weight that your owner's manual says to use, change it within the parameters of your oil manual. But my truck has 168,000 miles. It's a 12, and I knock on wood. I haven't had any problems, and it's a Dodge, and it's it's the 6-7 um, and it runs like a raped ape, and it runs fast, and it pulls all my horse trailers, and it does everything I want it to. But I, I, I'm quite sure I could add fancy stuff to the fuel tank and fancy tough stuff to the oil crankcase. But really and truly, if this motor is going to go to heaven at 198,000, it's going to go to heaven at 198,000. No matter if I put horse urine in there, it's going to heaven. So okay. I don't, I don't believe in that stuff. I appreciate your opinion. Okay, that's and one that's of, why I called. Okay, one other thing. If you have a gas-burning engine, a gas engine that's burning some oil, STP will slow that down. So you can see the difference. I got a problem. And now there's other oil or other fuel additives that absorb water. So if you think you have water in the tank, then you can get some gasoline treatment that soaks up the water and sends it out the tailpipe. So under those circumstances, yes. But to put it in because you think your car is going to love you more, I, I don't agree with that. Okay? I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You bet. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. I'm really just not with it today, folks. I don't know. It's just been one of those tough weeks for me. Um, I worked. I was out in the barn yesterday, and I uh, turned on the water in the barn, and I had some auto parts in there, and I was just kind of rinsing them off, and I forgot that I left the... um, barn the water running and the next thing i knew in the workshop next door there's water about an inch deep and uh and the worst part about it is is there's some big rolls of brown paper hand towels and those were underneath the sink and of course when the sink overflowed it wiped out four rolls but it almost absorbed all the water (laughs) in that area which i was kind of grateful for but then again my wife was mad because i destroyed four rolls of hand towels in the uh, barn so I said to her, then don't go in the barn. You're not allowed to be in the barn until I bring towels from Phoenix. And that's the deal. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. If you have any car questions about oil or gas, I'll talk about gas right now. Your car doesn't care whether you use Union 76 or Exxon or Mobile or Costco or anything like that. It doesn't make any difference. Let me explain why. There's a tank farm on the east side of town. And I have been in there, and there's this guy called the Mr. Wizard, and he has this board in front of him that has all kinds of buttons. So the tanker's in there to get 8,000 gallons. Now, I'm going to exaggerate and and minimize some of these numbers, but I just want to give you a feeling. So he loads up 9,000 gallons of regular gasoline, or unleaded gasoline. He's called it unleaded. He pulls forward in the rack, and then the, he tells the guy, this is Chevron. 
And so the guy has a nozzle that's in the tank. And just for instance, don't hold me to these numbers. He squirts a, a gallon of detergent in there, and, and then he squirts uh, two gallons of, of intake valve cleaner, and then he 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 squirts five ounces of or five pounds or five gallons, call it what you want, of a viscosity enhancer, and he he does all this stuff, and he and then he goes there you go, and the truck drives off, and it goes to your gas station and pours it in, and you've got whatever sign outside. I have been at that facility when they do that. Now, I don't know if it's 35 gallons of detergent within 9,000 gallons of the truck, but let me ask you a question. How much do you think you're going to get <laughs> of the 35 gallons in a 9,000-gallon load? So people ask me about fuel, and I, I'm telling you what I do, what my wife does, what my kids do. We hunt the cheapest. We have Gas Buddy on our phones, and you can look and find the cheapest gas around wherever the heck you're at, and I, that's what I do. And if I have to drive a mile or two miles out of my way to, to save three or four cents, heck, my truck takes about $140 worth of fuel. And so I can save some money if I can save four, five, six cents. So that's kind of how it works. We got a caller, and who might that be? Say good morning to Kevin. Kevin, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, sure. No problem. Hey, I have a 2004 Honda Element with uh, 80,000 miles on it, and I was driving around, running the air conditioning, pulled in a parking spot, and went to shut the car off, but before I could... The air conditioning completely stopped working. No fan or compressor turning. Okay. I If I were working on your car, um, first thing I'd do is get out a 12-volt test light and I'd check both sides of all the fuses. I would make sure that one of the fuse panels isn't hidden. It's not uncommon for a car to have two fuse panels. So you got you can have one in the glove box and then you can have one in the kick panel on the driver's side. That's kind of what I'm looking for. And so I'm going to look for any burnt fuse. If I got a clutch burnt fuse, then what I'm going to do is just put a meter in there, turn on the clutch, and it's going to go to a thousand. Uh, uh, it's going to go to ground, and I'll go. Okay, well I got the clutch that's shorted. Um, mm-hmm. It's not very likely that the fan speed and the compressor operation are on the same circuit. Usually they're different circuits. So the compressor's on one circuit. So when you go to AC and you push the button, it automatically turns on the clutch on the compressor, which then activates the compressor. The blower motor is going to be on something different, and then there's going to be a low pressure and a high pressure switch on the AC that's going to interrupt the service of the AC if it, they see a problem. So okay. you can see that there's a lot going on there. But do you have a little 12-volt test light that looks like an ice pick with a pigtail on the end of it? Oh, I have a couple of them. Okay. So I'm going to start the car up, and I'm going to turn everything on. And I'm going to look at the fuse panel cover that will tell me what each fuse is. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to go do back and forth on the same fuse. I'll hit the left side of the fuse and the right side of the fuse if you have plug-in fuses. If they're, uh, I think you have plug-in fuses. because, yeah, I do. But you could have. Okay. And so you're just going to go back and forth on it. And then once you find the fuse blown, you can do what everybody else does. Pop that fuse out, grab another one, and pop it in. More than likely, it'll pop too. And so at least you know you got a dead short in that circuit. And at that mm-hmm. particular point, usually the description of the fuse will give you an idea. It could be the the AC fan, which is in front of the radiator. 
to help you with your air conditioning. It could be the blower motor underneath the dash, um, or it could be the compressor operation. So you'll have to just kind of look for that. But this isn't okay. rocket science. Most of us in the industry won't have any problem finding out what the problem is within the first 15, 20, 30 minutes. We'll have a diagnosis. Okay. Um, all right. I've tried a handful of this as well, as well as visited one of your shops uh-huh. that you recommend on your list, and they struck out. As far is it as still going... not working? Yeah. So, you know, and I said, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad yet, you know, meaning hot-wise, and I could get a couple more weeks out of it before I uh, bring it back to them so I could get, get a couple things done. But, uh, okay, I, I'll go through what you suggested, and uh, it, it makes a lot of sense that one one item could cause all of it not to work so that we don't hurt anything while one item is working properly. Yeah, but I don't don't hold hold me that that one fuse is going to run all that stuff because the amperage is going to be more. The most you can have in there is probably a twenty or thirty amp fuse, and the chances are that if you put the clutch coil together and you put the blower motor together and then you put the condenser fan together, that's more than the fuse can handle. So that's the reason why I'm thinking. Um, mm-hmm. l- let me ask you what part of town you're in. I, you, certainly, you should go back to the shop that started this. But it, it, Plan B, what part of town do you live in or work in? Well, I. Again, East Mesa, and I went to our friends in East Mesa. Okay, okay. And I, I love them. They're great. They're honest, straight shooters. They let you work on your car, and then they fix what you didn't do right, or they'll tell you what's wrong and, again, let you work on it, bring it back in, and, and fix okay. it. What did they say? Did they say, we never found the problem, or did they say, we found the problem, but we can't figure the cause? Um. We couldn't figure out what the problem was, but we need to put in a blower fan and see if we can continue from there. Okay. So, okay. And what I'm taking from that is is that we've got a blower motor that's drawn too much amps. And maybe you have a whole lot of uh, you got eighty thousand miles on your element. That's not a lot, but you also said it was an 04, which puts us at twenty years old. Mm-hmm. And and so they're saying we got an abnormal reading on the blower motor, and we'd like to go ahead and and just replace the blower motor because it can wipe out the blower rheostat, and it can also cause a lot of havoc within the air conditioning and the blower, and obviously with the blower motor. So it controls a whole lot of stuff, and then it, it could be on the same circuit as the condenser fan. So okay, you know, I think what I'd say to them is. Hey Brian, is this something that we just wait until it gets easier to find, or is if there's an educated guess, would you give me that number? I think that's a good place to start the discussion. Excellent, excellent. I appreciate that information. Okay. All righty, good luck, Kevin. Thank you very much. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We're going to take a break, and in about three minutes, three and a half minutes, we're going to come back and pick up the phones. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? Uh, About three years now. Isn't it hard to make money with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy when you fill up at stations like Circle K. Wait, are you saying you get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300 
$300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas from participating stations like Circle K. Use promo code SNAP for an extra 50 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SNAP for a 50 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SNAP. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally just shorter. As in I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. I don't want to go blind from diabetes. I don't want to lose a foot or a leg. I don't want to have kidney failure, so I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes. It's making a huge difference. I'm eating healthy and staying physically active. I'm taking my medicine. If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. I'll be honest, the first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I, I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. The mechanic raised up from under my Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and every Saturday we're here talking about cars from 10 to 12. If you'd like to join us today, right now, you can, 602-508-0960. We have four lines available. So if you have a discussion between husband and wife, if you're arguing between the two of you about this or that, or the manual says this, or the guy down the street says that, then, you know, give us a call, and we'll do the best we can to determine who's right and who's wrong. Oh, and sometimes you're both right. Let's go to Bob. Bob, good morning. How can we help you? Morning, Mark. Have you driven a Dodge T-Rex pickup? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. I was just wondering. Why, you're thinking about like buying pretty, one? Well, in my dreams. But I just wonder, I just like to hear what it's like to do. It's got, what, 740 horsepower or something? 
I mean, I, I've, we own a couple of cars that are a little bit heavier horsepower than that. Um, I, I, and it's an expensive truck, I'm guessing, and it's supercharged or turbocharged, right? Yeah, right. It competes against the Ford Raptor. Okay. It's probably got a top speed of about 160, 180, something like that, and it's got some giant motor and a big blower or, or a bunch of turbos, twin turbos on there. Um, yeah. y- you know, those cars are really nice, but w- here's what happens. People buy them, and they are hot rod heavens, and they drive them like little old ladies and little old men, and in, in the event that somebody wants to try to race them down the on-ramp of I-17 on a Sunday morning, but but really and truly, that car has no purpose in the world today. Nothing. <laughs> and and I, I, I tell you, I have a 2006 Z06 Corvette with twin turbos, and I think it has 21,000 miles on it. You know what I mean? Nobody wants yeah. to drive it because it's really not fun to drive it, and everybody else wants to race you. And, of course, the, the guys in the family are willing to accommodate them, but the women don't like that at all especially if they're riding in the passenger seat and they have a stun gun. So it's 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 one of those things that you there's some, there's some cars and trucks today that are just built but I think on one hand we're using the same amount of fuel but we're giving you a lot more ponies. We're giving you a lot more takeoff, a lot more power. We're giving you a, a lot more because we're we're advancing the timing. Or having you use premium and all that other kind of stuff, but I, I've not heard of a T Rex. I'm sorry. Is it a is it a pickup truck or is it a hot rod? Yeah, it's a Dodge. It's just the regular Dodge, and it says T Rex. It's kind of subtle. It's not like the Raptor where they got all the badges and stuff. Uh-huh, it just uh-huh. says T R X on the side of it, and um, it's just it's Dodge's competition with with the Raptor. You okay. know, and I mean not to mention it's an off road vehicle. So you take something heavy like that off road. And you think you're in the Baja 1000, you know, and you're just you're, trashing that thing. You're ca- you're going to tear it up. You're, you, it's <laughs> not. It they they want you to think that it's it's capable of the Baja, but it's not. And and so people are going. But on the other hand, that's the reason why we buy four wheel drives over two wheel drives because we're macho and we got a lot of hair on our chest and we want to be able to go through the river sometimes. Uh, when we when we see the guy in front of us go through with a Subaru four wheel drive, then it's a lot easier for you to take your Ford in the same footprint of, that he crossed it. So it, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of cars and trucks that are just useless for mom and dad and for me and my wife. They're just, they're not something that we'd buy. Okay? Thanks, Mark. Oh, you bet. You bet. It's it's a situation where the car has to meet your needs. Uh, Now, my wife has been driving um, Fords for a very long time against my better wishes. And um, she she has uh, uh, Explorers, and she just had an Edge. She she had an Edge for 140,000 miles, and then she got a, an Explorer and bought it from one of our customers that had low miles on it, and we had all the maintenance records, and she just passed that on to our first grandson that got his license and stuff, and then she bought this Jeep. The the idea is is that she doesn't really care about how fast it goes or anything like that. The Jeep serves her purpose. She goes junking a lot, and the Jeep had a bed on it, but it had a, a slide across the bed, and then when you locked the tailgate and you pushed the button, it locked the tailgate, and no one could open the slide 
the bed cover and steal stuff from her. And that's the reason why she bought a Jeep. Never mind it's a four-wheel drive, and never mind she had her son, which is my my son too, had him put all kinds of fancy lights and tires and wheels on and fancy exhaust and all that kind of stuff. Never mind about all of that. She's just real happy with the Jeep. Who's on the phone? Say hello to Doug. Doug, good morning. Hi. Uh, this is a, a real kind of a weird call, and it is, but I drive Uber uh, from about three o'clock in the afternoon until well one or two in the evening. So I I, I go through the sun transitional phase where people uh, aren't they forget it's dark out and they you know they don't turn their lights on and so I, I get behind them, you know I'm just driving. What else do I have to do? So I I get behind them and I flip them the light, you know the uh, the highlight uh, the the uh, brights and just just so they turn them on. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And uh, sometimes I drive up uh, to them and I see that their headlights are on, their taillights aren't. And I'll tell you, uh, from just where I am, which is certainly not all over the place all the time, it's just where I am, I, I bet you I see 10, 12, 15 cars a night, uh, newer cars, with that their, their taillights don't work. And I, you know, I yell at them, and you know, if they roll down their window, most don't. But their taillights don't work. Is that a common problem? Do you, no. Have you heard of that? No, it it um it and there is no common repair for taillights. Typically, you got a fuse for the taillights, and it's not hooked to the headlights. The headlights are on a relay where they'll come on and off, and and or it, they'll come. It'll it'll be on a on a device that when it gets hot, it shuts the headlights off, but then it cools off and turns the headlights back on. So they have a word for that, and I can't remember what the word for it is. But yeah, it's it's um, y- you know, as far as the headlights are concerned. Um, when you said that, unfortunately, you're behind them, and you know that they have their high beams on, and when you flash yours, I would take that as go to the side of the road, pull over, and let me go past you. That's what I would take the flash. Coming at the person with high beams, you flash your high beams. I think universally somebody's going to say, I know what you're talking about. And, and you're saying, I got my high beams down. They look down, they see the blue icon, and they turn off their high beams. But... You know, as far as the taillights are concerned, if you're going to flash your lights, I don't think that they're getting the message. But you could pull over next to them at the night's like, roll the window down and say, you got no taillights. And then just wave at them and drive away. But, yeah, I honor you for because you're on the road a lot that you're you're looking at for other people. But I can't help you with their response. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, the topic, the majority of nations in the world fault Israel, not for anything it has done or fails to do, but rather because it exists at all. The time is long overdue to tell them to go to hell. This Sunday on Middle East Radio Forum. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. 
she could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. And it's the best way to protect that legacy. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, it was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. That chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves. It's, it's their whole family. It brings it all together. We have scars that we carry. And just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the brokenness. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. Courage. I learned it from my adoptive mom. Hold my hand. You hold my hand. <laughs> Learn about adopting a team from foster care at AdoptUSKids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. All about that demon, automobile, well, welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and uh, we're, um, we had a caller who also drives Uber, and um, he said he's pretty sure that the front r- running lights are on the same circuit as the taillights on the cars. And because the other Uber driver said he finds lots of people with no taillights. The other Uber driver saying, I think the taillights are hooked to the front lights. Not the headlights, but the front lights, which are typically yellow. Driving lights, parking lights. And it's true. Most cars, when you blow the fuse in the back, you lose the running lights on the front. Now, everything from the middle of the car backwards has to be red, and everything from the middle of the car frontwards can be white to yellow. 
That's the way the law says. So that's the reason why you don't have any red lights in the front of your car, or otherwise you'll see red lights behind your car, and they'll explain to you you're not allowed to have red to the front. Let's go to the phones. John, you're first. How can I help you? Yeah, uh, I have a 2007 Lincoln Town Car with 4.6 with the plastic manifold. I replaced the manifold uh, with a Duralast, which I think is a dormant. I replaced all the O-rings on the fuel injectors, the heater tube underneath the manifold O-rings. I cleaned the throttle body in the plenum and assembled everything, and the car will start. The the attack will go up to 1,000. Then it will fluctuate to like 500 bounce back or forth, maybe go to 2,000 and back down. There's no uh, pedal response. It's electronic uh, throttle body. So what do I do? Is it something, it cannot be recalibrated? Did I break it? I I did move the the baffle when I cleaned the uh, throttle body. So what did I do? I can't tell you. Well, no, no. Um, it it's this is something that somebody has seen before and most of us have software that allows us to go in and just type in your symptoms and and figure out um i think because your your problem is so widespread i think you got a vacuum leak someplace the va- a bad vacuum leak at the pcv valve at the egr valve at the intake gasket a bad vacuum leak will cause the symptoms that you talk about. And so hopefully it's an exterior one. It could even be the gasket on the bottom of the throttle body. Um, It could be a vacuum line you forgot to plug in. There's just so many things. To see if you have a vacuum like you can buy three feet of heater hose, stick one of it in your ear, and then just wave it around an idling motor. And you'll you'll hear the motor running, and then when you get near a vacuum lake, it'll go Okay. And you'll be able to hear it. Run that vacuum line. Run the vacuum line. You know, you need um, oh, probably three feet of, of 5 eighths heater hose. Stick one in your ear and just go along with the four sides of the manifold. And if you find something there, then you're going to have to take it apart. But to be honest with you, on a 1 to 10 scale, this is a 2 or 3 for some old gray-haired guy to figure out. I don't know what the repair is going to be, but the diagnostic's not going to be that tough. Okay. Um, now, what part, what the, part the of town do you actually, live in? I live uh, North Phoenix. I'm near Kurtz on Bell Road. Okay. Yeah, you just go in there and tell Kurtz or Jeremy that Mark said that they have they don't have a chance in hell of fixing this. But I thought I'd send you there anyway. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and they 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 uh, he Kurtz and his 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 staff are very capable of handling the diagnosis for this. You might want to take care of the repair, but the diagnosis is what you need more than anything else. Okay. Um, now, the car will stall after probably 30 seconds, so I'm not sure I'm going to have enough time unless somebody keeps... It's going to hurt the car to have somebody sit in the driver's seat and start it every time it stalls because you can't give it gas. The pedal's dead. Okay. Well, there's a throttle position sensor on the pedal and on the linkage. It has to talk to the computer, and if it doesn't talk to the computer, the computer doesn't know that you've hit the throttle, so it's not going to increase the fuel delivery or the on time with the injectors. On a scale of 1 to 10, this is is not that difficult at all. Uh, I just... Um, 
I want you to know that sometimes these come in and they, they have well-meaning owners and it takes us an extra hour or two to find the problem that had they not messed with it, we had found right off the bat. <laughs> and okay. so just, just you know, I, I just, you're going to say, what's your diagnostic charges? Is it an hourly thing or is it by the block of time? And call me when you get that or call me when you get done with that and then give me an estimate for the repair. The best you can hope for is a small vacuum leak or a vacuum leak. The worst is somebody's going to have to pull the manifold off again. That's Those are the okay. two worst thing I think. Okay? Okay. Great. Thank you very much. Uh, you're welcome. Keith, you're up next. Oh, okay. 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 Um, and, and, and I just had Keith, so it, his... Yeah. Gosh darn it. See, that's what happened. I have a guest in the studio, and he's laughing and tickling me at the same time. His name is Art, and uh, and so I, I lose track of everything. But 602-508-0960, we still have time. We're going to have 20 minutes when we get back. Uh, no, we're going to have more than 20. Yeah, 20 minutes, about 20 minutes. So if you have a car question, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Mike Gallagher says we have bigger fish to fry. I almost fell off the couch. Do you know they're changing the names of all these military bases that have Confederate generals in the title? Like Fort Benning in Georgia? Changing the name. There's like five or six military bases. That's what we're worried about? This is what the Democrats sit around and worry about? The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 7 on Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clearer skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to Skyrizi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Look through your children's eyes and you'll see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. When they discover the forest, their imagination is inspired by the smell of pine, the crunch of leaves beneath their feet, the sound of birds calling out for attention. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating forest world. You are the hero in this book. This is a memory being made. This is what they will laugh about years from now. These are the roots grounding and nourishing them. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Then look through your children's eyes and discover the magic all around you. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. As a young teenage boy, I didn't even know what autism was. How do you even spell that? A few years later, I heard that a friend's cousin's son had been diagnosed with autism. I still wasn't sure what that really meant. 
When I went to college, my roommate's brother had autism. When I moved to the city for work, my best friend called me and told me his son had been diagnosed with autism. We were both in shock. I still remember the day I walked into the house and saw that look on my wife's face. I knew something was wrong. I'll never forget how I felt when she said, our son has autism. Autism is getting closer to home. Today, one in 88 children is diagnosed with autism. That's a 1,000% increase in the last 40 years. Learn more at autismspeaks.org signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Charlie Kirk here. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, weather, and opinions. AM is also the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping you advised of threatening weather conditions and amber alerts. Text AM to number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Again, text AM to the number 52886. Standard message and data rates may apply. Welcome back, everybody. If you have a car question, then we have about 15 minutes left in the show, so you're welcome to give us a call, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And I want to tell you uh, about a shop in, uh, in Mesa that uh, has history that few of us have. Um, when you talk about Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in uh, in Mesa, Brian and Thelma are married, but each one of their respective families got started in Mesa in the 60s and 70s with gas stations. One of them was like a Union 76, and one of them was a Shell station. These two young people, Brian and Thelma, husband and wife, they grew up smelling gasoline on the dinner table. <laughs> they grew up with their dad coming to, you know, to their school stuff with grease in the in his fingers and stuff like that. They've been around a long time. Brian handles the shop. His wife, Thelma, handles the front counter. And like I said, they are just really the salt of the earth and really, really good people. So if you live in Mesa, um, unfortunately for you, the only place in Mesa I can I can vouch for is Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. They're on Main Street, just east of Stapley. Main Street, just east of Stapley. I admit there's other good shops in in Mesa, but I get to pick and choose which ones I talk about on the radio, and I feel very comfortable with Brian and Thelma, and I know that they're not going to take advantage of anybody, and they know how to fix their own problems. That's the bottom line. So when it comes to uh, car repair and lots of other things, it's really important for you to know we expect you to give us the symptoms. Let me give you an example. Art, who's sitting next to me, is a friend of mine, and his wife has an Equinox. And she has a tailgate that sometimes will open or won't open. And she's got two or three different ways to open and close the tailgate. The first one is is a key fob, and that will open and close the tailgate. Then there's a button on the driver's door on the down low, and she can push that to open it or push it to close. Then there's a sensor underneath the truck or car on the left side, the driver's side back corner, that you can swing your foot underneath. Now, she is frazzled beyond belief because this thing has been so... So we were over there the other day, and Art was going to put a tie because the, now the thing won't shut. So Art was going to use a plastic tie to go between the one, the latch, and the other one, and she would have nothing to do with that. She says, I am not going to drive a car that's held together with a tie. 
<laughs> her name is Chris, too, by the way. So she's just adamant, and they've been to a dealer a couple of times, and they've had this worked on and so forth and so on. So I said to Art, bring it by the Payson place, and uh, and let me just take a look at it. So I made a, f- a couple of phone calls, and I was talking to this old grizzly guy, and he says, this is what I want you to do, and he tells me something to do. And I said, okay, I'm going to try that because that makes all the sense in the world. So when Art shows up, I disconnect both battery cables. Now, when we do that, we lose all the seat settings and the clock settings, and you lose lots of that kind of stuff. But that's just tough poo-poo. We're going to have to do that to see if we can fix your car. Now, after I disconnect both cables, now listen to me carefully. I touch the two cable ends together, and I use a short jumper lead with alligator clips. I am not touching the battery cables together. That causes the battery to blow up on you. I've disconnected the cables. I've hooked a jumper between the two of them. Or you can touch them if they're far enough, close enough together. You can touch the two able cable ends together. And I did that numerous times. Then I put the positive back on the battery. Then I put the negative back on the battery. And ching, chang, it works perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. Now, we have three opening mechanisms. We have the switch down on the door. We have her key fob, and then we have that leg wave. I say to Art, you got to tell Chris that she has to just use the switch on the door. If she needs that hatch open as she gets out, push the switch. So Art and I test it for like seven and a half hours on and off. And then we check the foot. And we don't like the foot, so we tell her, don't do the foot. And don't do the key fob. Just use the button on the door. And Art tells me, so far, so good. But she's only 24 hours into her 30-hour warranty. (laughs) So we'll see if that's going to last. What I did was, is I brought the car to its knees. While touching the battery cables, disconnecting them and touching the battery cables, you are discharging all the capacitors. You are taking that entire electrical system back to the ground the way it was before they even put the battery in the car at the factory. You're losing all your radio stations. You're losing your your uh, iPhone. Uh, what is that called? Uh, Hands free. You're going to lose all that kind of seat mechanism, seat settings. You're going to lose everything you've set up. So you're going to have to reset all that stuff up. But that's what worked. Now, I don't know how long that's going to work because some of the repairs didn't last very long, according to Art and his wife. But I think we've got it. And I and so we've asked her, please, just use the button on the door. And that's kind of where we're at. But that's the kind of electrical stuff. I remember one time I talked to this helpline, and the guy goes, you're going to have to get a chicken, and you're going to have to kill the chicken, and then you're going to have to wave him around your head three times and, and cluck. And I said, I think I need another advisor because what you're telling me is just craziness. And he starts laughing and he goes, well, sometimes I can get away with it and sometimes I can't. He taught me that. He says, this is what I want you to do. So that's what I did back then and it worked beautifully. So if you have a problem with your car, listen to me one more time. Disconnect both battery cables. Have a towel over the top of the battery. Set the two battery cables apart from one another. You might have to take the bolts out of the center of the battery cables, but you're going to identify. Then you're going to use a jumper lead with two alligator clips, and you're going to hook one to the metal part of the cable, 
not the battery, the cable that went to the battery, and you're going to hook the other end of the alligator to the other cable. If you hook that jumper wire to the battery, the positive and negative, you're going to have a real fireworks show. So I don't want that. That's why I took the battery cables off. So if you want to start the car over, so to speak, then that's how we do most all the cars is just simply touch the cables, the disconnected cables, touch them together, and, and we start all over again. Some people, when you do that, they don't like that because they have to reprogram their, their radio stations and their seat positions and their air conditioning and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, um, that's just one of the, the, uh, the byproducts of, of this. And so far, Art is here. He's not got any bruises on him. He doesn't have any baseball bat hits on him. <laughs> and he doesn't have any bullet wounds in him. And so I'm thinking, Art, she's still happy? Yeah, he's 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 yelling happy. Yes, she's happy, happy. So anyway, uh, that's what car repair is typically. Do we have any callers, Gil? Lines are open, so you got a few minutes if you'd like to call us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and we can handle your car questions. And if you don't want to call in and be on the radio, then you can use my email address, Mark with a K, Mark with a K, at MarkSalem.com. My last name is Salem like the cigarette. So Mark at MarkSalem.com. Tell me about your problem. Tell me the year, make, and model of your car and the miles. And then give me a phone number because I'm going to have some questions and I don't really think it's productive for us to sit there and have 15 different exchanges with uh, with uh, um, over the Internet in emails. So I, I like to talk to you and I call from a block number and if you'll answer the phone, the very first thing I'm going to say is, this is Mark Salem. I'm calling you about your car problem. That way you won't hang up on me. Most people don't even answer that kind of a call, but um, I, in, in advance, I will typically, or the shop will typically tell you that. Working on cars is fun. Working on cars is a challenge. And with the new cars today, everything is a number. And I'll give you an example. The throttle position sensor tells the computer what your throttle is doing. I want you to pretend, and it's really the truth, that everything in your car is 1 through 5 volts. So if the car is idling, it's typically eight tenths of one volt, somewhere around there. Wide open throttle on a one to five scale. Wide open throttle is four seven, four eight, four nine, and sometimes five zero. Oh. So the computer watches everything, and there are sensors that report to the computer that tell it what's going on. If there, when your car is idling, it has 18 inches of vacuum. The minute you touch the gas, the vacuum drops, and the map sensor or the airflow sensor will tell the computer he just hit the he just hit the throttle. But the computer already knows I hit the throttle because I was idling at 18 inches of vacuum, 17 inches of vacuum, and then I just mashed the throttle to the floor, and the vacuum went from 17 to zero. The computer knew that instantly. So that's kind of how it all works. It works off of a 5 or an 8-volt reference system, and everything. So in a simple way, 1 is 10 miles an hour, 2 is 20 miles an hour, but really that's not how it works. But it's in a, in a simplistic way. Your, your throttle pedal is typically 5 volts, and 5 volts idle is 0 0.8, 0 0.910. Just, you just set it wherever you need to set it by RPM, but the range could be 8, 9 to 1. Wide open throttle is going to be pretty doggone close to 5 volts or 8 volts. 
Don't ask me why some of the cars are 1 through 5 and some of the cars are 1 through 8. I don't know. It's the same reason why we can't even agree on what some of the parts in the car are called. But that's kind of how it works. We're just looking. So when we look at a scanner, then we know the difference. When I'm sitting there and looking at the scanner and the scanner shows me of a, a circulating or a, an up and down voltage reading of what I know is about 35 miles an hour and, and and I'm sitting in the car and the door's open and my foot's outside I know we're not doing 35 miles an hour but for some reason or another that's what the scanner says the scanner doesn't tell you how to fix your car it tells you where what problem where the area of of, of the problem is and we've got a caller who might that be say hello to David David good morning how can I help you uh, yes, I have a question. Um, for us people that work on our cars from time to time, what is a better resource than a, a children's book? Um, to be perfectly honest with you, I would just use Google. Google? Just Yeah, just formulate your question. You know, what kind of CO reading should I have out of a 1985 Oldsmobile 88 with the, you know, the V8 motor? You can find lots of good information, but you need to follow a couple of the search patterns. So when you search it and you have six results, you need to look at all six results, and four of them will have the same information. Then there'll be some guy out here in Never Never Land, and then you got this other guy over here in Never Never Land. So you're looking for the majority that that agrees. And so, but but I also want to tell you that all of us that own rate or all of us that own car shops. We understand that there's a lot of people that that want to work on their cars. We don't object to it, but this is what we say. We're happy to diagnose and guarantee our diagnosis, but we just don't know how much it's going to cost. So I'm going to bid you at $250, which is $125 an hour, but I'm not going to use that much money. I feel pretty confident I'm going to get it early, but I'll stop at that point and call you and say, I need another half an hour. I'm really close. I've got a 5-volt reference that's not talking to me, so I need to find out where that wire's broken. That's what happens. But as far as if you... Now, the other thing that you can do is you can just punch in the code, and the code will tell you, this is a fuel system problem. We, you have number eight injector is not opening and closing. And so you have to know that it could be the clip and the two wires that go to the top of the, of, of the injector. So you have to be smart enough to check it. Now, we have these specialty tools that we plug into that harness. We start it up, and that light better flash. If it doesn't flash, then that circuit's down. So even though everybody else wants to replace the injector, replace the valves, replace the the air system, the mass airflow sensor, we're more interested in seeing the uh, the power fluctuate for at idle and wide open throttle. We want to be able to see that. And so, yeah, yeah, my my next project is I need to change the lower control arms to my 2008 front wheel drive Camry. Okay. That really isn't that big of a deal. I think they're going to unbolt from the frame. They're, they're triangles, so they're going to unbolt from the frame, and then you're going to knock them off the lower ball joint on the, on the, uh, on the spindle assembly, and then you're going to have to have it aligned after you're done, but those aren't right. Really... You know, if the car has 165,000 miles on it, should I also just go ahead and change the struts for the, while I'm at it? I, I, no, because there's no duplication of labor there. 
you know, if you were already going to have to take something off to do this, then yes. But no, then I don't. I don't agree. That's what gas stations and, and shops tell everybody. Well, if we're going to do this, we might as well do this. They're rarely. There, there's rarely a savings associated with that. Anyway, David, I got to run because I'm only uh, 13 seconds away from saying goodbye to everybody. But my email is mark at marksalem.com. If you have a car question, you can email me that and give me your phone number. I'll call from a blocked line and then we'll talk. So that's again six. So, uh, no, it isn't. I'll tell See you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.